So it's become a, I don't know what to call it. It's something that I do now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I'm out walking and walk running, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, I like to listen to music, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't have any nice headphones, nice earbuds or anything. Mm -hmm. So I just go to the dollar store and I buy like five or six one dollar earbuds okay they last they, they last for about a month disposable earbuds <laughs> yep <laughs> i don't take care of them obviously mm-hmm. the cat plays with them i leave them in my car blah 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 so they get the job done that's why i conveniently had a new pair of earbuds to try out <laughs> <laughs> have you considered buying like a nice pair and, and just having the one that you like well, see, like I told you, I, I like to just leave them laying around everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to just keep up with a nice pair. So, do you like deploy I, them tactically? Like, uh, this is the one I leave by the toilet. This is the one in the car. This is the one in the office. <laughs> well, right now, the only time I use it's on the computer mm-hmm. and uh, when I'm out walking. So, I leave a pair in my car and I leave a pair with my computer basically i want to imagine that you're do, treating them like, like like a protein bar or something like, like i might get hungry here so <laughs> Here's one i i probably this is my last new pair and i probably do need to have a pair around you gotta office, go get a refill so yeah for sure you gotta go get a refill you, yeah it's time for a subscription earbud subscription service <laughs> <laughs> hey man when they only cost a dollar <laughs> you know i feel like i followed a similar trajectory with sunglasses uh, it's like if I just yeah. ever happen to see some sunglasses that are like uh, $12 or less, but I like them, like, oh, great, pick those up because I need as many $12 or less sunglasses scattered around <laughs> the life, you know? Heck yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same feeling. Yeah. But then I even today found myself contemplating getting some fancy sunglasses. So it's yeah. pulling forces. Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely contemplated getting fancy earbuds, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, you can't you can't mess with a, a winning formula. Sure, sure. Have you ever had any wireless earbuds? <laughs> no, I haven't. And usually that's what I'm looking at if I'm like, mm. eh, maybe I'll splurge and get a nice pair. That is a game-changing technology. That is one of those, like, don't do it until you're ready for your life to be different because you're never going to go back to wired after you get some nice Bluetooth <laughs> ones. Like, you're, you're just going to feel like, I'm tied in? Why am I tying myself to this device? With this tether? <laughs> What am I? A, yeah. A, a lowly peasant? Living in the Dark Ages. I don't know how much quality content you're going to get out of me tonight, but I'm, I'm here at least. Dude, I feel the same way. I'm just like, it, there is so much within me that just wants to say what who who wants to listen to you alex you know like who, what 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 have you got <laughs> that uh is worth spreading to the world maybe your thoughts are best kept to yourself you ever consider that fool <laughs> there's something therapeutic like yeah it's hard to talk yourself sometimes into doing this mm-hmm. but there's something just like letting it out mm-hmm. even if it's just nonsense rambling like we do half the time well right this, this I mean this nonsense is valuable to somebody <laughs> there i don't know who needs to okay. hear this hashtag blessed but uh this podcast is for you and i, I hope you get what you need out of it <laughs> we could talk about the crossfit games those are finally done so we don't you don't have to hear about it for like another six months all right now <laughs> you know what i was just i was thinking the other day i think the last recording we did we didn't talk about crossfit at all oh. i might be wrong oh. Go back but and i think to it. yeah <laughs> that seems unlike me are you really sure um, it, it feels like it it's been a while but uh it feels like we did but anyway yeah you gotta get that out of your system yeah you gotta gush about your matt mercer <laughs> he's the best dm <laughs> and the fittest on earth five times in a row five times five in, in a row. row matt fraser incredible you know, the the first year that he made it to the games, he came in second place, and it was the last year that Rich Froning was competing as an individual, and he secured his fourth in a row. And all around him, he just kept on hearing everybody talk about how, like, Rich Froning is the GOAT. No one will ever do this again. It's impossibly improbable that he was able to do this. 
he barely snuck out the fourth one. And uh, that's where he came into the game. He had a year where he was the favorite to win and he came in second and he used that as fuel for the rest of his career. And then he said, you know what? Screw everybody else. I'm going to be the most dominant athlete ever in this sport. Five in a row with no signs of getting worse in anything. <laughs> the man won <laughs> of between stage one and stage two. I think it was 16 of 20 events. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like that's insane. He, no one could touch him. Unbeatable. So does he have like, does he have a kryptonite? Like this is his one event that everyone's like, Ooh, this is my chance. It used to be sprinting, mm-hmm. but no longer. He won the sprint event this year. Um, well, okay, actually, I take it back. Here's it, it still is maybe sprinting, but as soon as you combine sprinting with literally anything else, he wins it again because <laughs> he recovers so much faster than everyone else in a matter of set, like no matter what the interval is. So, so he's Wolverine. Oh yeah, yeah. That that really is it. He is. He's he's short. He's hairy. He can take anything you throw at him, and he just recovers instantly. Um, Great. Got it. Although he's really into guns, and Wolverine is not. So that's where it ends. (laughs) Well, it's because Wolverine's Canadian, and Matt Fraser's American. So there there you go. go. But yeah, in 2015, uh, there is an event called the Suicide Sprint, and Matt came in, like, if not last, next to last. And it was terrible. It was kind of like the, ooh, this is why the favorite, he's like, he's a weightlifter. He's not really a sprinter. But then in 2016, there's like this beautiful shot where he, it's like the first event of the last day, but he doesn't have it clinched yet, but he's like way in the lead and they get to the sprint and he comes in second, wins the last heat with all the other people that are like in the lead. And the big line was, what can't this guy do? Because now it's like, uh oh, (laughs) you know, happy learned how to putt. You know, like Matt Fraser learned how to sprint (laughs) and yeah, ever since then he's been really good. But the thing was he won that sprint event because minutes before it, they did a handstand walk event. So everybody was already tired. Like they had like three minutes to recover from a handstand walk and then they had to do the sprint. So the real thing was he was so much better than everybody at sprinting after they were tired because he got good at sprinting, but not the best, but he's better at recovering than everybody else. And then sure. this year, the sprint event had a sled push in it, too. So you had to sprint 100 meters to a sled, push the sled 100 meters back to where you started, and then sprint the 100 meters again to the finish line. So arguably, he may have been, like, the second best sprinter, but because you threw the sled in there, and he might have been the best sled pusher, that was enough to kind of, like, keep him over everybody else. That was like a mm-hmm. photo finish too. That was a really good event. So sprinting's probably the closest thing to his script tonight. Or maybe swimming, but probably sprinting. Yeah. Anyway, it was incredible. So awesome. The the best moment of the games being at the very end of the first day, they've been going for twelve hours or something, and they tell them here's a roughly five K loop with tons of hills and inclines, a fifty five percent grade at one point, dust everywhere, maybe there's coyotes and mountain lions and all that kind of crap. <laughs> and Matt has been kind of like, it's him and there's one other really young guy keeping up with them to, to win the event. The last uh, 400 meters or so, he really guns it uh, so that he can take the win, right? And he gets to the end of the loop. And then the director of the game immediately tells him, okay, that's actually the halfway point. Turn around and do the whole course again in reverse. And Matt thinks he's joking. So he flips him the bird and like squats down. <laughs> He just starts panting. The second guy comes in and the director tells him, okay, that's the halfway point. Turn around, do the whole course in reverse. And and so the young guy just goes, oh, okay. And starts jogging. And then Matt's (laughs) like, what? (laughs) And they're like, hey, you're going to start losing. You got to get going. It's like, okay. But then Matt actually still turned around and won that one too, which uh, is the only, of all the people that tested it all, as if he's the only one that was able to win both halves, essentially. (laughs) Incredible. I feel like we I watched history watching this CrossFit Games this year. Nice. Yeah. So is like is Matt Matt Fraser is he pretty like widely revered or is this like one of the things like oh we wish someone would finally take him down? I'm sure there are some people that want to take him down. I think everybody wants to see the chase. Um, yeah. 
like last year was actually better for that. Like, it, it was really close between him and second place. Um, arguably just because the format made it such. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody still kind of likes him. Like all the other really famous top guys all seem to call him friend. Like he seems to be really cordial and professional with everybody. Yeah. He's just really good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess I can't help, but like draw the comparison to like the NFL since that's what I follow. Mm -hmm. And like the Patriots, like everyone wants to see the Patriots lose. And they're the closest thing to a dynasty in the past, you know, 20 years. So I think I didn't know if it was like that or not. What what maybe is more common for Matt is people accusing him of being on steroids. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and of course, like that's always people accusing the Patriots of cheating. Yeah. And actually they have, but anyway. <laughs> 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 Been reading a lot of X-Men. We're, yeah. we're halfway through the Ten of Swords event. It's really good. Mm. Really good. <laughs> like, you liked the Hawks Pox. I think you're going to like Ten of Swords. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to borrow that one when you get done with it, if you don't mind. I do not mind. I haven't had the budget for it to jump in. That's why I haven't made the plunge. But It's all good. I don't mind you reading late after me but it's all very much around um apocalypse's backstory Mm -hmm. and how like this island that all the mutants live on now krakoa used to be combined with this like um multiversal now separate island arako they used to be one thing and they were okara so it's like the that split happened millennia ago and apocalypse was involved in it. And then now he was trying to combine them back again. And it started this like multi-dimensional war. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Pretty great. A lot of secret stuff and a lot of like, uh, like there, there's kind of this use of tarot to weave everything together and to keep all the characters in suspense. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, we had talked about, like, obviously Apocalypse is going to have some kind of, like, shake-up mm-hmm. getting involved from the, uh, the Hawks Pox, as you called it. <laughs> He's just so bad. Just so just bad. So bad. <laughs> you can be friends with that guy. Have you been reading anything? I know neither no. of us have read the book we said we were going to read. Sorry, listener. <laughs> no. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I'll read the book at some point. I had the book on Same. my phone, and I just didn't get I've not been reading book books. Just been reading comic books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been awful, too. Like, I had to force myself in September to binge a book, and then October <laughs> wasn't any better. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't been reading anything. Like ever since I've been back to work, some of my like quarantine new hobbies I've been able to manage. Like I'm still doing the Duolingo stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm still playing a decent amount of chess, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the 10 pages a day is gone. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been the habit to stick. Cause it's kind of, it's like a pretty great feeling to finish a book. You know, that's like a a smart person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe once I get a little more settled in my job. I, I have a huge break, actually. The I don't know if we talked about my school schedule, but uh, after Thanksgiving, it's e-learning. Ooh. And that kind of cuts me out of the picture since I'm just doing, I'm doing like 90% tutoring right now. That's like 90% of my job. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't have much to do for e-learning. So maybe then I'll get back into it. Was that like a planned thing when they opened up the school again that they were going to e-learning through the break? Or was that a more recent yeah, development? Yeah. I think I think the logic is, you know, families getting together for Thanksgiving. Like, why risk coming back after that? Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about just like where are are like attack vectors on the virus, you know? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, of course, being that always the biggest unknown being our childcare. Just because yeah. that's like multiple families, any one parent could then kid be like not, they've had no um no positive tests of any kid or employee there the whole time though. That feels like it's a good thing, but like I just wonder how much of this is like my magical thinking. Like, oh, we're in, like mm-hmm. we're in a pot of people that don't have it. Like that's gonna keep going, right? If you you you're yeah. more likely yeah. to get it you're just as likely to get it before as now. So if you haven't gotten it thus far, you're more likely to not get it in the future, maybe question mark. Yeah. I mean there's so many unknowns, right? Yeah. It's like who could have already had it? Like how many people inside your bubble just had it and were asymptomatic? Oh yeah, yeah. Never were tested, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were silent and they just never got thrown in the brick. <laughs> right. You recommended that Among Us game. And then I recently yeah. saw that a congressperson was playing this game. <laughs> AOC. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. And that's when I thought, like, whoa, I'm really out of the loop. Like, <laughs> like it's gotten well, too... Even- even in our D and D session, we were like breaking out into like this person is so sus, and like that's just lingo from that game, like <laughs> <laughs> using sus as like this person is suspect. Sus. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that, but I was like, oh my god, these people have been playing way too much Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a big deal. It's big. Is it? It's is it too big, big for me now? Like, did we miss our window? Can we? Uh, I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's probably gonna come and go pretty fast. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, gonna get involved in it. I don't think at this point. Okay, better better stick to the ten year old League of Legends then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or it, it has like a it has like an Animal Crossing feel. You know, there was a huge Animal Crossing mm, vibe yeah. like back in like March, April, May, and then now no one talks about that, right? Right. It was it was the game for the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll probably probably come like December, January, something else will be taken over in the masses, of course. Yeah. Maybe it'll be D and D again. And then we'll be like <laughs> at the top of the wave. Hey, we've been playing D and D for a while. We'll still be fighting those hags. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> I think so we fought hags for like three hours. Something like it that. was not three. Oh, hours. that was it was a long time. The the encounter itself was probably like an hour and a half. The okay, the battle itself. Sorry, the whole encounter. Yeah, that was probably three hours because we didn't really <laughs> do anything else. Nope. We we were at a windmill. Uh, we had we had already defeated some scarecrows around the windmill. Yeah, and then we decided we wanted to talk to the person in the windmill. We all decided mm-hmm. with absolutely no evidence that this was an evil person, and we were going <laughs> to. We no, we all didn't, and there was there was evidence, right? This is what we were just talking about. Her, she was asking, acting sus. Right? I guess, yeah, she smelled <laughs> like, bad. That means she smelled. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't let us look around. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's. I mean, we we own the windmill, so like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. She should have had proper deference. Yeah. And then she also didn't ask to see any evidence that we own the windmill. She seemed to take it <laughs> on faith that we own the yeah. windmill. <laughs> yeah, she didn't seem too concerned. Like, that. The, I don't know if we told her the owners had died. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, who knows? It, it was it was sus. Anyway, it's... But there were people in our party who did not want to. They were just willing to let the hags live there on our windmill. Yeah. <laughs> Or collect rent, uh, yeah. Like, collect rent. Be tacitly uh, serving a hag coven. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good thing we didn't fight them when all three of them were there. That would have been real yeah. That we, got, that we got ugly. Yeah, because then they get like spells on a, like a higher end list that they get to share from and stuff. Uh, like hags are no joke. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think I've ever seen the Monster Block forum. Like they have, there's like different. It, there's like a whole chapter of Volos Guide to Monsters. It's all about hags, and mm-hmm. um, 
so I only want to know what I know because when we did uh, the last campaign where I was DM, like the last part of that, I made a module that was all about hags just to kind of like use everything from that chapter. So yeah. there's like different um, classes, like types of hag. Um, so I don't know mm-hmm. which type these were, um, but in general, they you usually only run into one hag solitary or one that's part of a coven of three. And if the coven of three are all together, they like have a super hag spell list that they all cast from. Like they only, they have, they get like seven slots or whatever. And whenever any of them casts off of it, it uses one of that shared slots, Yikes. but then they yeah, get to cast that's... it like fifth level instead of at second level. Or yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, that sounds awful. Yeah. It's real bad. Like that hag encounter from our last campaign was a deadly encounter, a full hag coven against, what was it? Like five level sevens. Yeah. We were much higher level than we are in this current campaign. Yeah. So if we had been fighting the whole coven, it would have been real bad. Um, so it's a good thing we weren't better at our um, checks, really. Because if we did get to look around, they probably would have just ambushed us as soon as somebody tried to go up the stairs or anything. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Careful what you wish for. Although there was a wonderful <laughs> moment, one of our party members, as a last ditch effort to try to get what we want, tried to impersonate the Barovian health inspector. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the lead up to that was ridiculous. Your character and another party member were pretending to be like engineers, yeah. like trying to inspect the property. <laughs> oh yeah, after already after saying some... that we own the building, like oh yeah, we own the building. Yeah, and we yeah, have yeah, to exactly. be engineers, architects. <laughs> <laughs> There's the health inspector, and then we started playing with the joke that oh no, you're the lawyer now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most ridiculous scene ever <laughs> and at no point did we and ask I, you the face to go in there <laughs> i was just sitting back enjoying it <laughs> you know like my my philosophy as the face is like if it's a if i think it's a really important moment i'll step up and i'll do the talking but like if somebody else wants to take the lead like i'm sure hilarity will ensue <laughs> so i'm just gonna let it happen <laughs> Since none of us are good at anything. <laughs> Everyone else in our party is so hack and slash. <laughs> I let my uh my multi-class in the warlock definitely slip. Oh yeah. Slapped everybody in the face with that. Everyone was like, what? You're Eldritch Blast? Yeah. Well, what? and somebody was like, wait a minute, so did you multi-class to get that? Like, no. How else? I stumbled into the warlock the whole time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! I took a feat to get Eldritch Blast. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually. Fun. Oh, is it really? But yeah, that's mm-hmm. a pretty awesome feat. Yeah, you can take a feat to get some cantrips. Well, never mind me then. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about that, where that's going. I'm glad my character didn't die. I was nervous that like, oh crap, we're gonna die here, and I don't get to play this out. <laughs> yeah. Although, you never know. Strahd might just, like, choose to come by and resurrect us for his own means. <laughs> that kind of stuff happens. They were Like, all the stuff that we've read, like, they're not joking that this is a hard campaign. Yeah. Like, that is... Like, we could have encountered that... I guess on our first pass through there, we were level three, weren't we? Yeah, we... I think we leveled up when we got to the next city and then came back. Yep. So I think if we would have been level three, we would have been screwed. Yeah, Bird did tell somebody as we were packing up that like it's a it's a common thing to nerf the hags when you run into them, but she didn't mm-hmm. for us. So like she could have maybe <laughs> done that, um, but I bet she wasn't planning to ever. So <laughs> <laughs> she's probably gonna let it happen how it happened. Well, our party is I think larger than most recommended, isn't it? Isn't like the recommended four or five? Yeah. And we have we have six. Yeah, most things are so. optimized for four or five. So it's doable. But yeah, phew, it was we got by barely. It's fun though. It was a good. It was good, even though it was it was three hours on the same thing. It felt like I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Three hours of the same ten minute music on loop. 
<laughs> well, that's not even the problem. It just didn't have like a, hor- a catchy like horn rip or something like that. <laughs> it was just a halftime groove the whole time. <laughs> Whatever. I'm the I'm the best D and D DJ. D and DJ. <laughs> Burr's playing league with us now. Yeah, that's been fun. <laughs> just another personality. Just injecting her personality is so much fun. Yes. <laughs> I love how much she like cackles at what's going on. Yes. Like that joy in the game is indispensable. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and uh for those of you who aren't familiar with League, basically there's a there's a partner role where there's an ADC who's kind of weak in the early game and then a support player. I usually play the support role, and Burr's been playing ADC, so the two of us have been paired up pretty much all game, and it's just so funny. (laughs) So Danny gets to spend 15 minutes just saving Burr's life time after time after time, and then eventually she's really powerful, and she just, like, dives in and kills people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. (laughs) I'm sure there will at some point be a moment though when she realizes like, oh, like Danny really is saving me, but about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been playing a little less of the like just pure healer, and I played some more of the aggressive aggressive champions. Who is like the aggressive supports? Like Thresh get pretty powerful, right? Yeah, Thresh is like the most played support. Yeah, because he's got. He's very, um, he's got pick potential. So like a lot of CC, mm-hmm. uh, he's very mobile mm-hmm. and, uh, he grants, uh, some mobility to his teammates and he's got an ability where it's, it's basically like a lifeline, you know, you throw it out to your teammate and then they can take it and jump to you. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the ADCs are immobile and so that just gives them such more survivability. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, he's probably one of the most played, but he doesn't do any healing. It's just all like playmaking. You gotta find picks and uh, land your skill shots. But with some organization, that's super powerful. Yeah, yeah. Or with a really good player, I I'm not quite good enough to play Thresh. I play him for fun, but I'm not very good. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of champions like that too, but uh, with Burr, I've been playing the ones where I literally just kind of stand back. They don't really do damage, but they just heal a crap ton, keep her alive. <laughs> when we were starting out, I was playing that at least. You you've healed me a so lot too with that, so I've appreciated that. I like the healer bot. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Especially the times when I've been playing mid. I'm trying. I'm kind. Of, I think I'm gonna definitely try to make mid my off roll, mm-hmm. just because that like I've seemed to settle in there. I was looking at maybe doing top, but that wasn't coming naturally at all. Yeah. But the games I've been playing mid, you saved my butt several times. It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I envy you. Like I have character crisis. Like there's just so many to pick from. Like I can't decide. Like even though I've been playing the game for like five years, it's like oh. <laughs> I just want to keep trying out lots of little ones here and there. And you're like, nope, I'm going to play crap tons of fiddlesticks. <laughs> I really like fiddlesticks. I don't know. It's really. Yeah. Like, and I'm jealous of that. Like I find characters I like, but then I start finding their flaws and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well maybe if I play this character and then I, you know, I switch and it's fun for a while and then I find more flaws and yeah, it's a never ending cycle, Alex. It's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I just figure I, Stand to be because again, like I'm not playing enough to ever imagine being like really good or anything. But I would like to be like as good as you are. You know, what, like I think that'd be very fun to just kind of be a decent mid level player, right? Yeah. And uh, I figure I can do that on two or three champions. And so I figure if I, so I'm probably gonna just stick with Fiddlesticks, Nunu, and Master Yi in the jungle. And those three are like different enough that if I can keep all of them strong, I can choose between them in a champ select. And mm-hmm. then I'm liking Talon in mid. And so I kind of feel like I need to learn one more 
um, like magic attacker in mid, mm-hmm. and that should be enough for like like learning the combinations of five champions should make you versatile enough to get by. And then I don't have to learn anymore, and I can focus on like yeah. you know the actual like the broad game, which is the part that I find really interesting, rather than learning the new champion. Yeah, I do kind of worry that yeah. at some point, like, what if half of those just become like unplayable? Right, <laughs> like they all just kind of drop down. Like, oh, now I have like two playable sure. champions, but yeah, very rarely that happens. the The balance team is uh, pretty active. Actually, they just re- released a new patch today. I don't know if you saw. I that. did see that. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. At one point, it was like a two week schedule. I don't know if it's two weeks anymore, but uh, they they'll buff and nerf just to keep a pretty a pretty decent balance. Yeah. Now some champions they're just too broken and like it, they are just waiting to rework them all together. Yeah. But I don't think of those five. I don't think any of them are broken. Yeah, league's been my pastime. Like pretty much the entire all my free time has gone to league lately. Whether I've been watching worlds or playing, you could do worse. It's fun. Deep, yeah. it'll yeah. overdose you on dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I got, I got back into gold. My gold. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that felt pretty good. There was a. Though I did. Go ahead. Okay, go no, ahead. You go no, ahead. I was going to change the subject. I was going to. I was going to change the. I was going to change the subject too. <laughs> <laughs> you first, because mine's boring. I just want. I was going to say that I dug out Skyrim. Yeah, I don't know what to talk about with that, but if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before... So that is the game with the took an arrow to the knee, right? And yes. that was another yeah. stupid meme that we kept referencing in D&D. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like... And I, I made the joke. I was like, hey, that's a meme 10 years old. And I was like, hey, I haven't played that game in years. That sounds fun. So I dug out my Xbox and I hooked it up. I played some Skyrim this Perfect. week. <laughs> Next you need to play StarCraft and then we're really going to be in it. <laughs> Get with the kids. <laughs> like how you could do worse. There was an interview that I listened to recently on Cal Newport's podcast. He had on David Epstein. He's the guy that wrote the book Range that I so recently talked about mm-hmm. and loved. Yep. And in particular, um, it was great to have it on that podcast because Cal Newport kind of argues the the counterpoint right with deep work about how the focus on deliberate practice and why it's so important to your potentials for your career and et cetera. And one could really try to sit, like pit them against each other and make them make intellectual enemies, but they're really not. And they both were able to discuss those nuances really well. But one mm-hmm. of the questions that one of Cal Newport's uh, listeners asked of David was like, if I'm succeeding well in my field, um, but I am bored of the like single tract of it, like more deliberate practice is not making me any happier. There's like, there's very little more mastery to be gained. How do I get the, how do I stick with it? And then he immediately was like put on his back foot and he's like, oh, that's a great question. Cause I thought I was going to go with like, how do I figure out what to do different next? And it's like, I'm not sure you should. If you're at the top of your field, it's good to be at the top of your field. Enjoy it. But what he then immediately said was like, well, next you should just work on like what brings you happiness and pretty consistently what brings you happiness after you have a level of success is like get enough sleep, exercise so you feel good physically, and then have a hobby that's completely different from your day job. Like, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. really the recipe is like success at what you do most of the time, sleep really well, feel really good. And then have a hobby that's fun. That's just totally different. And mm-hmm. like league is very much that for you. I think <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's not at all school. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course there are annoying teenagers on there. So. <laughs> Maybe a little that's bit. True. <laughs> I mean, there's also annoying 35 year olds. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till our generation gets old. I just want to, I wonder what it's going to look like, you know, just like 
the millennial nursing home, right? People <laughs> playing D and D and <laughs> video games. And <laughs> one of my favorite comics is from Sarah Scribbles, uh, and it's like mm-hmm. it's the millennial in the nursing home, and like the she's out there with like a blanket and gray hair, and she's sitting on a bench, and a person walking their dog goes by, and, and she's like, oh, "Who who is a good pupper? Why is doggo thirteen out of 10? And like the nurse comes out, and is like, "Okay, Miss Sarah, let's get you back inside." <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> He's a good pupper. Oh, <laughs> yeah, meme culture is not going to age well. No. People are going to look back at this point of history and be like, what is wrong with them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your bad memes oh today gosh. will be like, you know, the past generation's bad tattoos. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. like, I saw your Reddit account, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got on a a tangent with my third graders today about tiktok (laughs) and they're like they're just so obsessed with tiktok and like i I was trying to get them to explain it to me i was like i don't understand guys what's so great about it they're like oh but you can get so famous about doing the stupidest things and like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just used to famous, stupid people doing that on YouTube. It's, that's it's right. not that different. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need for this podcast, Alex. We need to tie in a TikTok with it. Oh, good. Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there was one point shortly after YouTube um, had launched. So I think YouTube was made in like 2004, and then it kind of started getting big in like 2008-ish. Seven, 2007, 2008. Sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, and it was around that 2000, 2007 time that MC Hammer was trying to put together funding and hype for what he was calling the YouTube of dance videos. And everyone's <laughs> like, dude, you totally don't get it. The YouTube of dance videos is YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> and now I'm just thinking like, all those fools didn't see it. He was just ahead of his time because he just wanted TikTok. And all the kids now are <laughs> like, this true. is it. This is what you actually wanted. And <laughs> should have all listened to MC Hammer, which is really a life sure. lesson for most things. Oh, really? Is it? <laughs> uh, elaborate, please. <laughs> uh, don't touch this. Do, uh-huh. do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Uh, okay. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> those are the pants uh flickering by each other uh, <laughs> all right you nailed it good job alex point proven <laughs> Man, it's crazy to think back like youtube got big when we were in college it, it feels like it's been around longer than that did you when you were in like high school were you watching a lot of – were you on the internet a lot? I was on the internet a lot, but yeah, not not YouTube. Um, yeah. Because I remember the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college, there was somebody that was like, Alex, you're, you're a geek. Like what's the deal with YouTube? Everyone's talking about YouTube. And like I remember saying like, well, I don't know. It's just like there's no other easy place to upload a video. Like you'd have to own your own web server and know how to do that kind of stuff before. And now you don't have to do that. You can just have an account on this and upload it. And like that's very cool of them to have a service where you can do that. And it was like, okay. Like there was there was no music videos. No like official content was on there. Nobody was yeah. like – there were no content creators yet. It was nerds right. on there still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I have zero memories of YouTube from before college. Yeah. Before it started getting big, I do have memories. I we have one nerdy friend. Do you remember E Bombs World? Oh yeah, I remember E Bombs World. Oh yeah, that that was probably the only like videos he would be like, "Come watch this, man! It's so funny." <laughs> Home Star Runner. Yeah. yeah. I was never too much into that. One. Oh, I loved Home Star. Actually, I wasn't into internet culture at all because I had. Good old dial-up. <laughs> the the most internet thing I did, like millennial internet thing I did, was I would download drum corps shows on like Livewire. Oh yeah. <laughs> but with my dial-up internet, it would take like hours upon hours. I'd be like, "Sorry, mom, you don't get to use the phone. I'm downloading the drum corps show." <laughs> and then you get you get a virus and. 
Or, or it'd be like really crappy quality yeah. and just be so mad. <laughs> yeah, just the most compressed thing in the world and you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days, man. Now you just click on YouTube and you can pretty much find a lot of shows. Well, not all the shows, but... There were so many drunk horror shows that I got it through that kind of means that like ruined my understanding of the show because it was like it'd be like a mid-season recording from a parking lot you know like (laughs) i didn't hear the last three minutes of cadets 2000 until like 2006 like (laughs) 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 because the recording i had stopped right there like there was a metronome playing the whole time and like (laughs) the millennial dci experience yeah Well, to save up for those VHSs, the VHSs were like $135 to get the three so VHS expensive. set of 1st through 21st. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays, you go to buy them and then like half of it's cut out because of copyright. Oh, God. Which is just... That's, that is the peril yeah. of modern drum corps. Right. Like That's the reason I haven't bought the most recent year, 2019. I didn't buy that because... There was like the crown show they did uh, uh, Gabriel Zobo, mm-hmm. right? And they had to cut out the entire ballad. They cut out like three or four minutes of that show. And I was just so pissed about that. I'm like, I'm not buying this DVD. Screw that. <laughs> 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 and thus ends me as being a patron of DCI DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably pick it up again eventually. Eh, we'll Let's see. see. Oh man, it's gonna be a sad run if thing. it ever leaves Indianapolis, and like if we lose our our finals experience. And we had this talk though, like a few years ago. Like we do it once a year. We can afford to. Yeah, like... we totally could. <laughs> yeah, we can afford to go somewhere. Road trip to Cali. Heck yeah. Have they ever done a West Coast finals? I think so. Surely they have. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. They did. I think the most recent one was 2007 was in the Rose Bowl. Okay. That would be, that's literally right before they started doing indie shows. Indie finals. Because 2008 was the first one. Well, there we go. Really? Wasn't 2009? Yeah. Uh, 2009 was the first one at Lucas Oil. Ah, okay. 2008, they were supposed to do it at but Lucas they did Oil. It in Indiana. But the, they did it at IU because it wasn't finished. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. So, yeah, they've been on the West Coast. Nice. Yeah, because I remember that because one of the big stories that like nobody would shut up about was how Jeff Fiedler went, as soon as they announced it, he went out there to like sit at the top of the Rose Bowl he's like, I saw how you could see the entire field. And so I said, we're going to make the whole show about how we use the whole field. And there was the Billy Joel show. And mm-hmm. so like that was the year they did all the falling down all over the place. And it was just like, okay, that's the story. that Nobody would stop telling. <laughs> Look at how they're all across end zone to end zone all the time. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> but... Like that year marks like the downfall of the cabbies in my in my oh opinion. for sure, yeah. That show was just such a disappointment. Like Samurai, the next year was okay. Yeah, it was entertaining. And then 2010, Mad World was good too. Yeah, but like they just weren't ever getting the magic back. Yeah, it became the exception rather than the rule when cabbie mm-hmm. was great. DCI content, man. It's what the kids want. Feels weird. Feels weird. Like this would be, I would be celebrating right, right now, of like wrapping up a marching season. This is the first time in like 10 years I haven't been involved in a marching season. Maybe closer to 15, actually. Oh, yeah. If you consider it thinking about your, when you were in, in high school. Performing. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoa. Big feels. Time passes fast. Oh God, yeah. If you, yeah, it'd be twenty then if we were counting high school stuff too. Almost twenty. Today I found out I've been wearing these glasses for three years. I thought I was a year. It's been three. 
See, I'm not a glasses person. Is that too long? Um, I've been going to the doctor every year. I just didn't need new glasses. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But it still kind of felt like, wait a minute, how did I lose two years? <laughs> I forgot what gotcha. I looked like for two years. <laughs> you wear contacts off and on, though. Yeah. 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 For like going to the gym or if I know it's going to be a, an active day, I'm going to want sunglasses, all that kind of stuff. I'll wear contacts. Or if I want to look cute, you know. Mm. Got to get those selfies. Mm-hmm. Whatever my Pretty picture's going to be taken. CNB scene. Oh, yeah. If I'm going to have a viral TikTok video, definitely want the contacts in. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Somehow, it, with one of my tutoring groups today, we started talking about how old I was. <laughs> and they, they they didn't think I was like a totally old fart. So I was, I was happy. They, they nailed it. They were like, you're probably around 30, right? It's like, yes, thank you, children. <laughs> <laughs> it's especially bad because, you know, I'm, I am bald. So most kids are like, oh, he's bald. He's got to be like 50, 60. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's usually what I deal with on the aging front. If you took off the beard, would you seem younger, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite Halloween things to do. I think I did that last Halloween. I scared all my students. <laughs> I shaved my beard, and they were like, who is in our class? Spooky. <laughs> this house is getting way into I Halloween. Have... Halloween's going to be a thing yeah. in this house this year, it nice. seems. We did the pumpkin. I've already eaten the first bag of Halloween candy. We're on to the second. <laughs> What's the little one dressing up as? She's going to be Elsa. Oh. Mm-hmm. For There was a month where she was saying she wanted to be a nurse. We really thought it was going to mm-hmm. be a nurse. But then when the time came, she saw an Elsa costume and she said, oh, no, that's what we're doing. Elsa costume. <laughs> is it, is it, she just never considered that there might be an Elsa costume. Yeah. What does trick-or-treating look like with all the COVID stuff? We are going to go to grandma's house and do some events, just the family. And mm-hmm. we might go to like a couple neighbors at grandma's house where they were where grandma can tell them, Hey, would you set out something? We'll be there around this time. That kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. We're not going to do like true trick or treating going around the whole neighborhood. Um, yeah. I don't know if officially the city has canceled it yet. We're still going to set out candy just in case, but, uh, sure. Yeah. I know my elementary school is doing like a trunk or yeah. where like they can drive up and like all the, all the grade level groups are having like car stations. That's cool. Yeah, I would personally want to have like yeah. some sort of competition where you can throw th- the candy at people. <laughs> <laughs> like kids need to go out there with nets. Nice. <laughs> you just want to knock out some children. You just want to get like an apple or something to throw. Oh them, yeah, you? here's the caramel apple coming at your face. <laughs> Earn it. <laughs> here's a dozen eggs. Get your protein. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Why egg a house when you can egg a kid, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to. <laughs> For the last 20 years of margin season, you wanted to egg kids. <laughs> Just think how fun that would be up from like on a tower. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I have to say one more time, it's another egg. Here we go. <laughs> Get your feet in time, egg. <laughs> You're still out of tension, egg. <laughs> Awful. We're we're good role models. Uh, you know, only the best for our children. <laughs> they they are the future. That's, right. that's what the Cadets 2000 show is about. <laughs> we are the future. Yeah. Just don't worry about what the last couple of minutes sounds like. You don't don't need that. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> no records, no human yeah, records I don't at know. all. Yeah, I don't think I show ever ended. Actually, 
still going. Still going to this day. <laughs> They're trying to figure it out, trying to work out that ending. <laughs> I screwed up our chess game yet no i think you're in a decent spot i mean i still don't think you got compensation for your gambit no pawn. i should have uh i should have had something more going on by now we're we're well past that yeah for the listener we're still playing a, a spicy little smith mora gambit where my kingside pawn structure is kind of a mess and i got my f pawns doubled up on the e and uh so there's there's some things you might be able to exploit there down the road, but it's pretty locked up right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got a lot of tension going on in the center. Yeah, it's my move. It's been my move for a couple of days, and I've I've looked at it, and I don't know, just don't. Well, know. I got really close. There was it eight hours that you sent me a text. It's like you <laughs> it's like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second time it got down to the hour countdown. I know you've been like super busy lately. Yeah. I was like Alex, eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, I took like everything off my phone. I I lost my Duolingo streak because I took that off my phone. I took Instagram off my phone. Took Chess.com off my phone because I've just been like, yeah. I can't think about anything else at this point. I need to be working or have shame around work. Those are my two options. <laughs> and then I get to reward but, myself with League. <laughs> you made the joke like, "Oh, I guess I don't get to think about. It. I'm just gonna make a move while I'm walking the yep. dog." And like it turned it turned out okay for a dog for a dog walk move. Nothing wrong. So yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong so far well i think at least i was fortunate enough that um the move before that i had done a decent amount of analyzing and i think i that was just kind of the move that i had remembered looking at um mm -hmm. but like i would have liked to have looked at it more but yeah I, so I, that was probably my one chance to to slip now now i gotta look some more if i want to still stay in this <laughs> I probably need to put a couple more games on than just our game so that I'll happen to check just a little bit more often so I won't get down to like an hour. I mean, you say that. I'll just lose all those. Yeah. Just, just lose all of them one yeah. time. Well, that would be good too. I'll get the email about how I lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I better go check the game against Danny. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Or I'll just keep texting you when you're yeah, down. Yeah, actually, let's do that. Forget about the game <laughs> notifying me of things. I'll just have the Danny system. Great. <laughs> you're going to like strategically make it less and less time. Like, okay, last time I reminded <laughs> you eight hours. Tomorrow, it's going to be at four. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a minute countdown at some point. We could, we could learn if there is at least. <gasps> oh, yeah, limit test this. <laughs> <laughs> We learned that in League. Whenever you make a dumb decision, it's just always limit testing. It's going to work in chess, too. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just, just, limit just seeing how much you can get away with. Yep. Yeah.